1: expect killings red spilling and flesh ripping impressive in it the death bringing his head spinning just kidding every word in this song's about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog, 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 dog. welcome to the wolf on our podcast tom davidson and inside the ride. all the people up inside a little bit of a history lesson for you today i don't know how many episodes we're in but let me tell you this now this next episode's gonna be a banger Make some noise for the Wolf Tom oh, Davis. Wolf time. <laughs> and make some more noise for the Owl Rubbish, and Aphan inside the place.
2: This is the Wolf and Owl b- b- podcast.
1: This one for the bit bad boy. For the bit bad boy, yo, rewind, rewind once again, once again. Tell your friend Wolf and Owl inside the ride.
2: Okay. Wow. You're kind of that was a weird energy because you're like, at one point you seemed so sexy. <laughs> and then, and then you slipped into this sort of like quite sort of thirstiness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also <laughs> the other thing, I, I kept uh, painting myself into a corner with like the starts of lines that I hadn't thought of the finish of. Yeah. So, how does
2: it, is that how MC work? MCing works? MC works because I've never MC'd, and I know you're the
1: you've done a bit of that kind of
2: stuff. Is that how it works? You have? Do you think of the the line coming when you're freestyling,
1: or do you have do you have it all written, or how does it work? I think it depends on how different people do it, but. Um, there are. I know most freestyle MCs will have like a stock of time-buying phrases that they throw into to like if they if they're struggling for a rhyme and they want to think of something else, they want to buy themselves some time. They'll say something like, "And it's like this," and uh, what you know, like they'll sort of like yeah, just yeah. do a little bit of a delaying tactic or whatever. But um I mean, listen, my I, I did do some rap battling, and uh, did you, you you actually did you, did you actually win. got up and did rap like. About there was this thing called the jump off. No, it's before the jump off. Actually, it's called Battle Scars, and um they advertised it in Hip Hop Connection, and they said if you if you want to be an MC and you think you can and yeah you, know, you think you can freestyle, or you can battle rap, then send in a tape or a recording, and they're like it was like X Factor. Do you know what I mean for oh, really? battle rappers? So I sent in the tape, and I made it through to the to the competition, but I was shit, man. Like I hadn't. You know, I'd written some lyrics, but I couldn't freestyle, really. And, and I, you know, people that freestyle and do those battles, they, like, practice. And I just didn't. I, I just had a few rhymes that I'd written. I'd done a couple of, like, bullshit verses. And then I just turned up and sort of hoped for the best. Do you, what, do you practice against yourself,
2: so to speak? Like, so you'd
1: be at home. So, like, you just- know, it's like sp- it's sparring. You might, like, you might sit in your room and, like, start rapping about the stuff you're seeing around you. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, you might on a walk, just start rapping about, you know, trying to freestyle about everything you're, you know, like put sharpening those skills in the same way that you do with comedy. I think, you know, like just sort of, I, I, I made, I made it, I made it sound like I sit there. Uh, cracking jokes and stuff, but you know, yeah. like you do it, you do it in, you do it in life, don't you? I, like I can assure you
2: that my in my within my house, my wife would know I'm lying if I was like oh, I'm constantly <laughs> walking around joking about things. I'm walking around whinging and complaining about things, which I guess is the
1: same. Is that, but, I could... know, but I will t- but I tell you what, I genuinely thought, like what I really find, man, is like when I'm doing like misadventures and like any like panel shows or anything like that. If I'm doing stand up at the same time. Or even like doing doing podcasts or whatever, doing anything where you've got to like just riff and stuff. I just think it makes you sharper. In the same way that when I was a maths teacher, um, in September, after we'd had the summer, my fucking mental riffing tip was shit. I've Like, you know, kids would ask me, what's this And I'd go, uh, why don't you work it out, mate? Because I didn't know. Because like, it would take you a while to walk. Did you walk. not get any pleasure out of doing sums and stuff? Pleasure? No, no, because no. you just didn't enjoy it at all. I- I'll tell you something. My dad was so quick with mental arithmetic and so good at maths. All my recollection of doing mental arithmetic is just this, the look on his face of sheer fucking disgust at the amount of time it has taken me to to make calculations, right? And then the, the idea that I would be, go on to become a maths teacher was, you know, he had this he had these conflicting emotions of being proud that his son was going off to be a teacher but also being deeply worried about what that meant for maths education as a thing <laughs> that I was teaching. It's bizarre it. Though,
2: isn't it? Because you can practice, like any job that I had, like when I was scaffolding, I was an awful, what they call a fixer. I was a relatively okay, I was a pretty decent laborer. You know, I'm not gonna sort of like, I was kept around for a lot of the time because I was great, I had a great banter and I'd have a laugh and I was yeah. quite lazy, but, I remember people saying to me, look, there's no way you're going to get any better at fixing unless you practice, right? There's nowhere, unless you've actually got the fucking tools to practice, you've got to practice on site. And then it's, and then everything about working on site is speed. If you're like, if you're on price or, you know, whatever, you, you, no one's got the time to teach you. So you literally sink or swim. So within the first week, if you can't fucking put scaffolding up quick, you're just destined to be a
1: laborer forever. Oh, (laughs) God. It's... But that but that's the thing with stand up though man like, I always envy those it's always it's almost a cliché it's been said so much but music as a band you can practice and practice and practice you do that at home stand up you can only practice in front of an audience you got do you know what I mean and so it's funny like your most difficult gigs as a stand up are when you start because you're the shit you haven't got any tools yeah, yeah. you ain't got any fucking you haven't got any skill set at all and the audience are the least engaged with seeing comedy. Do you, do you mean make, it's
2: uh, like when you first started, right? I and mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna throw myself under my foot. When I first started stand up, way back when, uh, yeah. I would practice on my own in my flat at the time, um, and I'd just practice doing like verbatim the stand up that I was thought I was going to do on stage that night. I was like, right, this yeah, is yeah. the act. This is a five minutes or whatever I've written. This is like this is how it's going to go. I'm, I'm sort of essentially reading it out. Uh, yeah. And whenever i get on stage, it would just massively change. It would never go to something like that I'd read it out. But I used to sort of, And even my whole career now is... but I mean, I've worked with you so much. So much of my career has not ever been based around being confined to script or confined yeah, by, yeah. you know, this This is what it is and this is what you've got to do and, and take nothing away from people who work like that. But when I first started, that's how I thought you did it. And, like, and I, did you ever try and... Try stuff out at school with people. Did you ever sort of do that thing of going right? I'm going to try a little bit of stuff here. Sort of throw it into the mix of a conversation with yeah. other teachers.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I, I you would, I I remember like even when I was a kid, I was I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I was working up material. I was like trying yeah. to. But I think everyone does that. They 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 tell an anecdote, you tell a story. I mean, you feel like that. You know, people people often work like stand ups when like they're just having conversations. But if like, oh, that story worked, I'm going to tell that again. And then the next time they tell that, they like shot. They they add a bit here and take a bit away there. And then you just see, you can tell when you see somebody, it's normally a bloke telling a story that their long-suffering partner has had to hear 112 different fucking versions of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As soon as, this, as soon as this loud prick you've shackled yourself to finds a new audience for his story, I, I, <laughs> wheels it out.
2: The, I have that thing where i, I just really now go back. And remember when I first started out... And I thought, oh, I'm gonna try this story out. And what I'll do is like I'll try it out at lunchtime at work, like with a load of <laughs> fucking builders and scaffolders. And you get honestly about three lines into it, and someone will go, Oh, fucking hell. You, this, mate, you need to up the game, mate. If you've not if this <laughs> is gonna be a joke for fucking on stage, mate, you're you're done. You're done. <laughs> And you know that like, look, how I ever got on stage is like just my confidence was, was wrecked. I never got to the end of any stories because people would just interrupt or go, oh, yeah, I know, bloke that. You know, it's just that. And you're like, oh, mate, this is... So you'd have to become so strong within yourself and so loud. That's the only way of ever getting to a... The, yeah, the, you know.
1: but, but I, I think, I honestly think people that know you, you can't try stand-up on them, man. No, It's no. like, you know, I, I, I would write bits. I, I, I realised very early on that Lisa is like the worst fucking radar for, for trans- first of all, because th- that woman does not understand comedy. You know, she's a funny woman, but like she doesn't she doesn't watch comedy. You know, she's not a good radar for that. But the other thing is, you know, she knows me too well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. Not, 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 like like I've, I've, I've said this before. I think like, I'll try a bit out on her, and she'll go to me. I'm sure the people who like you would like that. <laughs> well, I, 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 the people that like your stuff would get that. But I'll go to basically what you're saying is you think that's shit.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, the worst one is if you're telling a story when they were there, and then they go, "Oh, no, it didn't happen like this. Oh. It happened like that." And you're like, "Yeah, no, no. But I've added this bit because it's funny. Or yeah. I've, I've, you know, slightly changed this, and I've added this this bit from another story because it all works quite well." And, yeah, but that's not how it happened. And you're like, "Yeah, but how it happened was relatively boring."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have a thing with like, there are some people that just cannot tell a story, and like some of oh, them are mates, mates of mine, right? And you know, like these people that fucking include details that absolutely don't need including, they get the, they, They'll often tell you the funniest part of the story. Right, you know, somebody when somebody says you the funny. Have I told you? Have I ever told you the bit where I, I ended up shaving my arsehole by mistake with the when I went to the doctors? No, you haven't. Okay, right. So uh, a couple of months ago, I was starting to feel. And you go, okay, well, I know where I, I know where this is going. I know on, the right? end. Mate. Know that, <laughs> I know the punchline. <laughs> I can guarantee
2: the punchline is you showed your arsehole went to when you went to the doctor, the doctor <laughs> said, Why have you showed your arsehole? <laughs> you know, when you get someone who's when they're telling you a story, they they add all of the um the details of it. So a couple of years ago I was doing a show with um uh Jamie Winston. A lot Win- of pressure on this anecdote, now. Yeah, Jamie Winston, <laughs> who's um a friend of mine who uh is a brilliant actress. Um we are we great company. So we're doing a sh- um Show together, right? And during the the time when we're filming, Glastonbury's also on. So Jamie's going to Glastonbury with some friends, right? So there's this facilities guy. I can't remember his name, but it was Norman or Derek or something. Anyway, he basically he's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to be at Glastonbury as well. um uh Yeah, so like, looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. So they all went to he went to Glastonbury. She went to Glastonbury on the Tuesday. They all came back and we're back at filming. And <laughs> he uh he sort of okay came walking past. I was like, out oh, morning, I was Glastonbury. He said, No, no, that was great. Yeah, no, 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 it yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, um, I saw Jamie, actually. Uh I was uh I was just walking through the campsite where uh, you know she had a trailer parked and she was renting one of the trailers that we hired out. And uh she popped her head out actually the door and uh she said, Oh, excuse me, excuse me, um, I think uh the lights gone in my bathroom in the trailer. So, um I said, okay, do you mind if I come in and check it? If I have a look and uh, check the thing? She said, no, 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 of course, just come in, come and have a look and uh, see, uh, see where it is. So I go into the trailer, and um, first, obviously, the first thing I do is I try the light switch. Uh, I've, I've done it once or twice just to make sure the light's not working. Uh, and the light doesn't come on. So straight away, I, I know that I said, this is, we've got, it could be a fuse or it could be the light bulb's gone. Give me give me a couple of minutes. I'm just going to go back to the store cupboard. I'm going to get a light bulb. I'm going to come back. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll check the light bulb. So I, I, she said, that's great, fine. I left. I went to the store cupboard. Um, I looked around. Uh, lucky enough, we actually had the light bulb that was required. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I went back. I knocked on the door. She answered. Uh, I said, oh, it's me. I, I just checked. And she said, I'll remember you. I said, oh, great. You know, I, you know went into the bathroom, made sure the light switch was still switched off put the light bulb in, switched it on, and the light worked. I said, well, thank God it wasn't the fuse. And she said, yeah, yeah, would that have taken longer? I said, well, obviously, yeah, we'd have had to change the f- fuses instead of th-. the light bulb. I said, um, yeah, if that's all. If there's any other problems, just give me a shout. And she said, no, 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 no worry. And I didn't see her for the rest of the festival. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, okay. Um, that's, um, yeah, brilliant, nice one. So, yeah.
1: It's an interesting one. As I was into that story. I was thinking, that is a boring story. It's also deliberately boring. But but you are also telling a, a very boring story in full on the on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sort of trying but to my, figure out how. But my that favorite works. thing is right about
2: 20 minutes later. Do you know Dan Taylor? Yeah, the actor. He's sitting with Dan Taylor, telling exactly the story for and word for word. Oh my god! And then he went, uh, and Dan Taylor went, "Oh right, yeah, oh cool, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he went, "Yeah, that's what Tom said." Tom Davis I told the story, to him. and he was like, he had stories about loads of things, but they were always just really, really. He had one about um, the film. Um, Remember Fury with Brad Pitt? Do I? And I remember saying, he had a jumper that said Fury on it with a picture of Brad Pitt and stuff. I said, oh, my God, you worked on Fury. What was it like? Before you, before, you ca- before you carry on,
1: before you carry on, God. God. is this before or after this Jamie Winston thing? It's after, about a week after. Okay, so this is all on you now because he's, you know what he's like. Yeah. And you've gone up and asked the question. Also, so Ron, everything you know you're me, about to say.
2: You know me well enough that I like to chat to people yes regardless of uh,
1: but now i've
2: I've, I've, I've done the boring thing if i've told you the punchline i talked you i talked over you <laughs> so any, any really inquisitive listeners are going i know what happens now yeah go. what happens what did he say so i said oh you worked on fury what was it like and he said muddy he had more to say about the jamie winston light bulb story than working
1: on uh, fury for six months which i find interesting as a person now, what you've done is very nice there, because actually what happened is I fucked that story for you. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah? You, this is this is something that obviously has been brought up before.
2: Um, and some people are actually messaging me, calling it inter, in Is
1: it Inter... In, in, in Rom Tucting? I don't know. It's like they put Romesh. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to say to you is, if you're going to make up a nickname <laughs> for me, give it a little bit of fucking thought before you come <laughs> I on I didn't and know we were going to be talking about Interrupting Gate here today.
2: I think it was inter, in rom Romtapting. I can't remember. Someone met, mentioned it in a, in a thing. Yeah, I'm bad at interrupting. i got a podcast. Yeah, but you know what? In, and, and actually, in real life, I am a terrible interrupter, by the way. I'm an awful interrupter. But I, I also know that
1: I sort of try and hold back a little bit. In real life, you're not an interrupter. Do you know what the, the truth is? Is part of the reason I interrupt on this podcast is because I'm, when you're telling a story... I get genuinely interested in a detail that I think you might not come back to later. Yeah, but yeah, so well, I do that's that. That's kind well. of where it comes from. I do that. We,
2: last week we did a whole thing where we were about to start talking about this one thing, we never even got back to it. Yeah, which we do
1: quite a lot. In, in fact, we got we got a note. We got a note from uh, our editor James Torrance, the fantastic James Torrance. So, where occasionally goes, I took this out because it was a fourth level of divergence from what you were talking about originally. <laughs> um,
2: but you actually quite I. I we obviously we're lucky enough to see each other at the moment which i feel very blessed for uh, on friday it was lovely watching you um really in your pomp. you it was quite nice watching you sort of like work a room uh, oh here we go here no, we... What, no i watched you sort of like you know it was there was quite a lot of sweet sweet energy what are you talking about what are you talking so about you had these two uh, essays extras that you were working with it was nice watching you bond with these two guys throughout the
1: day so what basically what 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 Tom's talking about is the fact that I did three episodes of the first series of King Gary and now I'm in more of them. And Tom said to me, oh, you know, really like, really enjoyed what you did. So, you know, really looking forward to having a second series. If all of, look, to give you an idea, all of my Friday was spent with, with essays. <laughs> no. I, I, I was starting to feel like it's a prank. We're like where you you and you and James DeFron, the director are just going, he's he's not realised yet, has he? <laughs> he's not realised that he's in the background of all of this. I thought as well Can, as well. can we talk about background acting for just a second? Yeah, it's right? an interesting thing to talk about. Because I I genuinely I think if it, you get a good background, it's very difficult to do. Yeah, so so we we had a scene, I don't want to give any spoilers, but we had a scene where Tom is at front and centre, as he is for every fucking scene of this show. And I'm sort of in the background. Um, so, what you have to do, I'm with two other people, right? And we're sort of we're sort of just having a bit of a chat. Basically, is the best way to describe. It. I'm sort of nervous about giving anything away about what's happening in yeah. the scene. So, like, and we're having a bit of a raucous chat while Tom's getting on with you know being the star of the show as he is in every scene of the uh, 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 of the sitcom. And um, you've basically got to silently sort of have a conversation and do that quite naturally. And it's actually quite hard to do. It's quite it really hard helps. to do yeah. for, for any amount of time. Like I reckon 30 seconds, everybody could probably do that. I reckon 30 seconds or so doing that. If you're at the back of a five minute scene, which we were, it, it's really difficult to sort of push that on anywhere new. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of the times, I really did my best work when the camera I realised wasn't even fucking on us. Do you know what I mean?
2: it's when we did Paddington too. with me and Jamie had to spend, we spent like two weeks with all these essays and like we're in and like to give it some like you know that was quite you know King Gary sitcom you were sort of doing it with, me and Jamie were sort of thrown in with like 400 essays and a lot of people just thought that we were essays for a lot of it so we ended up and you end up just having like these long like you say these long sort of boring old conversations. But one guy at one point was talking about sort of like, he'd just broken up with his wife. He was after legal advice. And then someone down the fucking table from him started throwing in legal advice. It was actually like a really quite a, a weird community that he actually gets built. It's, it's quite strange. I mean, for you it's, I suppose as well though, the thing is you've got the fact that you're sort of quite recognizable. People knew who you were there. No one knew him, genuinely people there thought me and Jamie. So me and Jamie were sort of cast into a place where we were almost the lowest of the people there like yeah. people just because we hadn't done any films so we both had our own tv shows <laughs> and we were like oh yeah and they were like what films have you done we we're like oh we haven't really done films we've just done tv stuff and they're like yeah i've just got off star wars mate and like we <laughs> were in picking order me and demetra who's one of the best best guys i know one of the best actors and knocking about he's incredible we're like sort of like sort of like the runts of the group
1: it's uh it's fun isn't it because I, I was chatting to the two guys that um that I was uh, working with on Friday. And uh, one of them had just come off Jurassic World. Mm. And then I, what I was really interested in, because I haven't done any like essays. Essays, by the way, is extras supporting art- artists. We should say that. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that how cool. So he said he was doing a bit where he's having to sweep up or something in the, I don't think that's a spoiler, is it? That there's some dinosaur shit hanging about. Yeah, he was a caretaker. Yeah. And um, I said to him, because I, I fucking I love the Jurassic World films. right? I, I, I love them. It's just sort of that thing of like working on a thing is really exciting, but he had no idea what the film. You know, aside from that day that he had sort of doing that background stuff, he saw nothing. He's got no idea what's what's in that involved in that film or anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like, also what I love, and this is is when they uh, when they've given
2: themselves names in uh, in films because like, you can go on IMDb and they've given them, but they're clearly just a back background artist, but they're giving themselves.
1: Well, I, I Yeah. But I, I think you'd give yourself. You remember when Phoebe did it in French? Yeah. And she, like she was in. And she gave herself a little backstory over That's what I would do.
2: Yeah. I think you'd have give to give yourself a
1: little backstory. Yeah. You've got, you've got to come into this with, like, you know, if you're playing a janitor sweeping up in the background, you're a bit disgruntled about it because you had a dispute about they wouldn't grant you a holiday that you wanted and you've been booking to go away to Portugal for ages. Do you know what I mean? And you've been saving up for ages and then they said it's a key time for the company. You know, like some shit like that. Give it a bit of fucking fire, you know.
2: Have I ever told you when I had to audition um, for Mary Poppins? Is it the second one? Yeah, no, no, the first one that. Oh, but- fir- oh, not the first first one because I was <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was a bit of spunk in the first Mary. Yeah, um, no, no, the 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 one
1: the recent more recent one. Yeah, I auditioned for this as well. So let's see your let's see your right. story there. I can tell you what
2: okay. uh, I think. Paddington had just come out, and King Gary had just come out, or maybe King Gary the part. anyway, my agent calls. And I was really excited. We've got an audition for you for um a uh, for Mary Poppins. And I'm thinking, oh wow, that's that's incredible. How exciting! And the part is the milkman, right? So I'm like a bit of you as a as someone who's been around a bit thinks it's slightly annoying that people don't think I can. But then I think maybe the Milkman's a bigger part. I then get the sides, which is the the script that I've got to read. And um my line is uh Good morning, Mr. Banks. That's it. So on the sort of basis of my whole career, which was at the time, you know, murder and successful action team, um Paddington and other roles, no one in the casting department knew whether I'd be able to fucking realistically carry off that line of Good Morning, Mr. Banks. Right? So I, uh, so, but anyway, I'm like, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Uh, I thought I'd go along. But I did that thing of going, right, I'm going to give him a bit of a backstory. Sure. And so I go into the audition and um, there's a guy reading as Mr. Banks and he comes out and he's saying, oh, Jennifer, you know, you must get ready for school or whatever. He opens the front door and I'm there and go, oh, good morning, Mr. Banks. Um, And the guy goes, oh, you're not very happy. I said, well, in my head, you know, uh, the milkman's—he's worried about being a milkman. You know, it's a dying trade. You know, how many people get milk anymore? You know what I mean? You sort of—you got Waitrose orders. he's sort of got that on his head. He's got—is he going to be able to pay his mortgage? What's it? What else is he going to do if he can't be a milkman? um And the guy said, "Oh, I think you're thinking too much about the role." I said, "Well, that's what our job is, isn't it? I mean, it's just one line, but let's let's give it some conviction." Um, and he went, well, "Can we just raise it a bit?" So. Um, <laughs> because like uh, oh good night, goodbye Jennifer. goodbye you yeah. good luck at school and he opens the door. And I'm like, good morning Mr.
0: Banks <laughs> 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 He was like, oh okay well I' see. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video, and of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com/Prime to get more out of whatever you're into.
2: In my head hell it's she's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but no one in these <laughs> round noses is his, his <laughs> birthday. <laughs> And I didn't get the part. Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously didn't make a very convincing Milkman. And then when I watched the film, they just cut the whole line, which happens quite a lot. Is that is that ever? What was right. your. When you. Who did you audition for in that put in that?
1: I've had a. I, I, I had. Well, things getting cut. I had that happen to me in uh, Miss You Already with uh, Tony Collette and Drew Barrymore. Right? Oh. So there's a scene in this film where. Um, There's a charity auction. Well, I had to read for this part, but it wasn't really. They wanted me to just riff as if I was comparing a comedy gig or whatever. So I turned up and it was like, you know, pretty cool. I'd never done anything like that before. Yeah, you turn up on a film set, meet Drew Barrymore, meet Tony. How were they nice? Paddy Considine was in it. It was great. They were really lovely. They were nice, really nice. Um, Anyway, I did this whole thing and it's a classic thing of like they go, can you work the tables and riff, and I'm doing it, and everyone's like, I'm, this sounds like I'm bigging myself up here, but it's like felt like the stars are, and people are pissing themselves, like all the, other, the actors are going, oh my God, this is so funny, the stuff you're just coming out of, and I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks. Like just, you know, that's a, come yeah, off but, of yeah, it. Yeah,
2: but you also, when you get compliments, by God, you get
1: cocky. <laughs> 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 so I, start talking, I... Over, start talking over Drew Barrymore's <laughs> lines, like, Hold on a minute, love. I've still oh got God, a bit of, to uh, improv to do it.
2: <laughs> We've given him a glass of Kool-Aid. Now it's he's, he's pouring it himself.
1: <laughs> oh, d- Just Romish, we do need to we do actually need to get the scripted dialogue out as well if that's I mean I, I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs> but anyway, so like the stars aligned, I have a great day. Do you know what I mean? Come off. Yeah. And I, you know, pretty buzzing. Anyway, I get an email maybe two months later saying um You know, edits are difficult uh, just under the pressures of time and where to lose all your stuff. So now, every now and again, I will get a text message – not a text message, sorry, a a tweet or uh, an Instagram message from somebody going, were you an extra in (laughs) Miss You Already? Because there's a scene where they go to a party and you're sort of hovering in the background. (laughs) Hovering.
2: But that's the worst thing you could... If you're noticeable as an SA in it, that means you're not doing your oh, job properly. Yeah.
1: Wow, man. You know, I get a lot I get a lot of people thinking I'm in a thing. Like, there's a fucking Smokey Robinson in the Miracles video that apparently I look like one of the Miracles. I get that a lot. Uh, there's a photo of George Lucas when he's in his 20s that apparently I look like. Um, I auditioned for Mary Poppins, not for Milkman. It was for... One of the security, the insurance or something like that, like what, a bailiff or some shit like that. See, I've not watched the film. See, I think I could have done that part. Mate, can I take, can I genuinely tell you something? What? I promise you, I'm not just saying this. I, I don't know if you ever do this and it's a really bad thing to do. But whenever I go up for anything like that, or even when I'm doing any job, what pops into my head immediately is people who I think would be better for this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't help it. And the truth is, I'm not just saying this because we're having this conversation now. I went into that thinking Tom Davis is like an, a shoe in for this. Like, you know, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're looking at Tom for this, but um, I just thought to myself, Tom Davis would be perfect. How many lines did they have? Uh, it's like four, or something like. that. Wow, more than anyway, So, melting. so there's a bit where I've got to like, it's it's near the, it was near the end of the film, and I've got to su- suddenly have a change of heart and let them in, right? It's uh I, I think it's something like that. I can't remember. It's such a long time ago. And also because of PTSD, I've tried to kind of blank out a lot of it. Right. So I turn up to this, um, turn up to this office and it's like, it's one of these things where I don't know if this is what, what it was like for you, but where they send the, the casting director is American. Right. So yeah. she gives even less of a shit about you than if she was British. Right. <laughs> because you're auditioning for a tiny part that she doesn't give a fuck about. And it's probably something. And also, she does it oh it's some British comedian i don't you know british comedy British comedians i don't even know who the fuck this guy is, but i've been asked to look at him for this, so I turn up there it's all I would describe the atmosphere, the vibe as contempt if I'm being honest with you, you know like you sort of walk in and you feel like i i don't know if it's because that's how it is you're turning up and you need and you want to get this job, and they are looking at loads of people, and so that's kind of. I, I've, I, you know, I'm not an actor and, and I haven't been in many situations where I've auditioned for stuff. But that's why my heart, just the, short, the, small, the small number of experiences I've had of that, my heart goes out to actors, man, because yeah, it mate. is a job that is so chock full of rejection, man. Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, whatever people say, whatever people make jokes about acting not being a real job, the fucking mental robustness you've got to have to Mate, you work think about your it, ass right?
2: off. How many people go for jobs and go, I didn't get that job? That uh, You probably change yeah. jobs maybe, you know, every say so Even if you did it every two years and you went to a job interview, right? Some actors are doing that three or four times a week and getting knocked back.
1: Mate, it's fucking... Like you know, before anyone tweets in, I'm not saying it's harder than fucking working on a building site or anything like that. So I'm just saying that it's tough. Anyway, I turn up to... Uh, I, I turn up to the audition and she goes, what I want you to do. She had the camera set at the back of the room. She goes, I want to, you to show the sort of movement, how you'd move through this. Cause you have a change of heart and then you go. right." <laughs> and so I was sort of like, I wasn't even aware of, I'd done very little acting at that time. Right. So I sort of wasn't even aware of the camera position or any shit like that. So I just sort of, I sort of did it. And she goes, she stops it and she goes, "Yeah, no, you're not moving, and you need to sort of. I want you to move to show the movement of the the thing." And she goes, "And you're sort of, you sort of panicked, and I want you to." So I go, "All right." So I do it again, and I do. I'll be honest, be pretty much the same thing as I did the first time because I wasn't clear on the instructions. There's only so many times you can ask somebody to 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 re-explain it, right? And she sort of goes. She's sort of, I could see her just going, uh, no, it's sort of, no, that's not what I need. you. What I need you to do is sort of move into almost, into, almost in towards the camera because you're sort of, it's a change of heart, it's a change of emotion, you know, in the scene. And I go, okay. Um, I do it a third time, very similar to how I've done the previous two times, right? And at this point, she's like, no, I need you to, I, you, you've got to just move like that. You know, she's explaining to me again. I go, all right. So then I think I've got to do something different, right? because i keep doing the same thing over and over again so i just really fucking went for it right so i do the lines i move and she honestly went like this midway through it no 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 Oh no that is not you're not even in the shot now like it was so fucking in like she like told me off it was really awkward, and I just went, "Okay." She goes, "Anyway, okay, we, I think we've got it." And I, yeah, what, you that know, of, yeah, yeah, your I, shit. I can't, yeah. I can't be bothered to try and get it now because there's no did fucking you have a, way. If, if you don't mind, did you have a drink after that, mate? I I phoned Flo, my agent, and I said to afterwards, I said to her, "Not only am I not going to be in Mary Poppins, I think I may have just burnt my bridges with Disney as a, <laughs> as a company." <laughs> oh.
2: Did I ever tell you when I went for that film about Jesus? No, nah, go on. Oh my. Right, so you got anger. I'd say probably the only thing worse than anger is pity. Um <laughs> so my agent calls me and like we're we're going for this thing where he's like, yeah, let's let's maybe try and do something a bit different. Try and you know, try and get a few more dramatic roles under your belt. So, yeah, there's a feel I think it's, I'll have to look back. Um, I think it's Joseph Fiennes, maybe. One of the is who's basically playing um, this Roman soldier who helps yeah. Jesus out when Jesus gets reincarnated. Um, yeah, And I was going in for the role of John the Baptist, right? right. And uh, so they they said
0: like...
1: <laughs> "Do you know? Sorry. I know I'm interrupting. No, no, no. Go, go, go. It's just... It's just... Tom Davis, who I know and love. It's just so surreal what this job does sometimes. Oh, hey. My my mate, Tom Davis, <laughs> is up for John the Baptist.
2: Right. I go into the audition. So anyway,
1: you're up for John the Baptist. I know that's how acting works. It sounds no, 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 I don't no, know no. why I'm following it. So.
2: Look, you know, when you. So I don't know what it was like when you went in for Security Guard. When I went in, right, I'm like, number one, I'm thinking, I really tried for this. I'm not even going to. Mm. I was like, um, yeah, this could be a big thing. It's, it's a relatively decent cast. Been made by um, a director who'd made some pretty fucking amazing stuff over the years. So um, I go in and I literally walk up the stairs of this sort of casting agency. And it's obviously they're doing all the John the Baptists in a day. I'm at the time probably about 23 stone. I'm carrying a bit of timber. Everyone else in there is six-packed up. Like there's sort of a Swedish sort of like Scandinavian, a lot of Scandi looking guys with beards and sort of like really fucking handsome. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, this is a fucking gear change completely. (laughs) I look like Oblix amongst the whole fucking (laughs) sea of asterisks. So they call me in and then there's this real like sort of heartbreaking scene where where John's basically talking to this Roman guard about someone seeing Jesus knocking around, Mm. uh, you know, after Jesus has been killed. And so I had to do an RP accent, which is, uh, but I don't know what it actually stands for, but it means that... It's Received Pronunciation. Yeah, so it. you have to kind of talk like that. So that's how I did the whole audition, which as soon as I opened my mouth, I realised I got it wrong. I tried to pronounce every word. Right. Oh, I can't believe it. Jesus is back. Oh, no. Um, who saw him? What do you say? Down by the marketplace. Right. And rather than being annoyed, the big American director, the casting agent, and a couple of the producers all started giggling to themselves, right? And the guy sort of, after the scene was like, um, well, um, that was great. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be funny. It's quite a big moment in John's life. He, for the first time, has realized that Jesus, his best friend, is around. Do you want to try and do it less funny? So I thought what was funny was maybe sort of, I, 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 I... when you're a goon, you don't know what's goonish about you. Yeah, so you do, you've done it, and yeah, you go. I I, done they've it. told me
1: to be. They've told me to be less funny, yeah. and I don't know what I've done that is funny. Yeah,
2: right? so because I'm a massive idiot, and I, so I go, okay, right, maybe what it was is I was pronouncing the words wrong. So I really tried to pronounce them as much as I could, <laughs> which skewed loads more laughter, right? And then so they they're, they're all giggling to themselves, and they but they look sorry for me because it's like mm. it, it, I genuinely. They, they, I think they looked. At, they thought the prank was on them. They thought I was, you know, like a jackass character who'd come yeah. into sort of, you know. So anyway, um they go, you know, well that was great. Um it was a real different way of you doing it. The biggest the bigger scene is the moment that um John the Baptist for the first time reads out the Lord's Prayer. Right? I was like, I oh by the way, <laughs> I said I haven't read all the Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was trying to be serious. Oh my I, God! Um, I haven't read all the Bible, by the way. I used to go to Catholic school when I was younger and I used to go to Sunday school, but I don't know all the bits of it. Sorry, are um, you thinking you're auditioning to be an RE teacher? No, no, but I tried to get on side because at this point I'm thinking it's going badly
1: sure. unless they turn sure. this
2: into fucking,
1: yeah. like, yeah. If like I, I can't, I can't act in this scene, but hopefully my knowledge of the Bible will get me yeah, into this. I was in my head. I was thinking if this, if they do
2: turn to, at some point, go actually, let's make this a comedy. I'm well in the running. So if I show a little bit, like I'm keen on the, so I, said, I, I I really, I didn't have any idea that um, John the Baptist even wrote the Lord's Prayer, and they were like, "No, no, that's you know, it's it's a part of the <laughs> film that we've kind of. Some of this is like you know us, you know, our our, our artistic integrity, and we've changed some bits." I went, "Oh, okay, cool." Oh God, so, um, is, I, I actually feel embarrassed listening to it. Yeah. So anyway, they said Do you want to go with the scene. So, um, it's all around a campfire, and they're all sitting there, and and John basically stands up and goes, um. Oh, hello everyone. Sorry to interrupt. I've written some words for Christ who's back. Um Our Father, earth oh, out in heaven. Hello be their name. And um the guy goes, Hey, stop, stop. What are you doing with your with your hand? Um why why are you looking down? You keep looking at the words. Do you not know the words? Or no no, I know the I know the words, but in my head, um this is as acting as John this is the first time he's read it out loud. So he's looking at his hand because he's written it on his hand.
1: He's written on his hand? (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) And they all literally stare at me with sympathy, (laughs) like the sort of sympathy that I can imagine, like you look at like an old dog when it fouls itself in your living room for the first time and you realise it's on its last legs. Like that's how they look at me. And the guy's like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, all right. Um, And I I went, also, he's... uh, He's obviously a little bit worried about how it's going to go down because it's the first time he's read it out in front of anyone. <laughs> it's probably a bit like when Elton John first first played your song. He sort of knows it's good, but he doesn't know how good it is. <laughs> and they will just start <laughs> laughing at me now, like really, like just staring at me in disbelief. Yeah. They, uh, oh, you know, How are you feeling at this point? Crushed because I'd spent a right. week learning this, and and this I thought this was the game changer. I thought the reading off yeah. the hand, they go. We found our John. Um, uh, anyway, I so I muddled through the scene and, and like, you know, the Lord's Prayer uh, and I sort of didn't read it off my hand uh, and I sort of, at the end of it, sort of shook everyone's hand and uh, I uh, I was like, oh, thanks and I uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. No, I'd never see any of them again. Mm. Um, I left the Hopefully. room and as I left the room, a massive roar of laughter started. Oh, in, inside God. the room, like, you know, like, like it was almost like, oh, it's been quite a boring day. This guy has just sort of lifted the room for a minute with his idiocy. And as I walked down, one of the other jo- like um, John, auditionees, grabbed my arm. He said, um, where is everybody laughing? Is, is it to the comedy? And I went, yeah. No, they're looking for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was, yeah, the worst. That was, honestly, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even, I genuinely went to a pub in Soho and sat on my own and got absolutely leathered. Mate, it's so it's horrible. It's a
1: horrible feeling. I, I had a thing. It's nowhere near as good as, as, as that story. But I had a thing where... There was, a, there was some show for, uh, for Disney, right? And the director really liked me for it, right? It was like, she was like, really like, she basically got, I had a Zoom meeting with her and she said, basically, I want you to do this part, but we've got to get it, you know, we've got to get over the line, so I need you to read self-tape or whatever. She goes, can you do that? And I said, yeah. And she goes, can you do me a favour? Can you do, uh, can you do one version as you, like not as you, but with your natural speaking voice and one version American? Do you think you can do that? Now, I can't do that. But I said, Yeah, I could. And I figured I would practice and get to a point where I could, you know. So she goes to me, Cool. Uh, and we'll just decide which version we'll go for. Uh and I go, All right, cool. So she goes, All right, speak to you soon, just send it and we'll just get it over the line. So anyway, I then self-tape. Who do you do you get you get Catherine to read lines in for you, do? You? Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of stories about that. So yeah So Lisa is reading the lines. for me Now, just to give you an idea, I love Lisa and she's incredibly supportive. Uh, on the occasions that I've asked her to read in lines to uh, self-tape with her, she has looked at me in the same way she might look at me if I told her that I'd been shagging one of our neighbours. You know, <laughs> it... She absolutely does not want to do it, right? So, but she, she sort of begrudgingly... Does it? So I said to her, "Look, I know normally I just do these because you get, I get said, you know, I'm not, I'm not the caliber of actor that you are, right? So you get oh, said mate,
2: proper, like, no, no, but you, no,
1: no, no, but yeah. what I mean, I know what you're about, I know, I know, but what I'm, but you, you're like a proper actor, do you yeah, know what so you I'm, get like,
2: said we're the same in the sense we, I think we're both, like I'd put you in a scene anywhere, and I know that you have got the, this is what this is, just I don't want to interrupt, right? I genuinely, I would say this as so much as you as an actor, and this is having done a lot with you and and, and King Gary." watching your capabilities. And actor. I would say that if you were put in a scene, doing anything, you'd, you would smash it. You would be able to do it, but I love it, you like myself, it. no, no. But like myself, there's a whole different thing when you're auditioning and you're scripting and you're not in the moment. <laughs> that is a whole different fucking thing. It's a whole different vibe that people like genuinely when, when you watch a film, right, I always watch films sometimes and think I've auditioned for that part and I didn't get it right. And I—that's I, I, fine. That's just—that's the game we're in, right? But sometimes I think that's just because I'm—I'm I'm, number one. I'm dyslexic. I will have an awful time reading, right? So genuinely, I've got worked t- double hard to just get the words make make sense of them. Do you know what I mean? That's why nearly everything I do is my own stuff. And when I even do my own stuff, I fucking wing it, like. <laughs> That's why murdering Successful was so fucking great because I didn't have a script. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> when you're dyslexic, it's a fucking hard thing to sit there and go, and that, I had to sit with... So, yeah, Catherine is... I had to sit with Catherine and really go through it and go through it and go through it and go through yeah. it. But,
1: yeah, Well, on. Well, L- Lisa is basically... Every single time we do a take, I know that I'm one take closer to her losing her shit with me about doing this, right? So, she'll, first of all, what she'll do is... when When it's time for us to self-tape... She'll make sure she is dressed, like, to go to bed or to have a nap. Or, you know, like, she'll be in a dressing... To, to basically really sort of hammer home the point that she has been fucking hugely inconvenienced by this, right? Because, <laughs> so basically, a lot of these that I get sent are, like... You'll get sent something like, this is a, a shot in the dark, but it'd be great if you got it. They want you to be the guy that polishes Thor's shoes in Ragnarok. Do, do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's a few lines in there. It's a great. So it's like a fucking... Such a long shot, right? Yeah. But, you know, they might like you and you in. So... She's used to me doing shit like that, right? And it never comes to anything. So this one, I said to her, look, the director has said, it's basically my ting. Yeah. I've got, I got to do one version British and one version American, right? So I go to her, Lisa, I'm going to do the American one first. And I start doing the American one. But I've practiced, by the way, just to give you a bit of context in this, I've been watching how to pick up American accent. I've been practicing all week before we do this thing, right? Start doing it. And... Lisa starts looking away, right? As I'm doing the lines. And then as we get further into it, she starts like really turning away from me. And then we get to the end of it. And I go, how was that? And bearing in mind, I want you to imagine you're doing this thing that you've been practicing. You're feeling a bit self-conscious about And as you're doing it to the person, who's your life partner, by the way, right? She starts willfully turning her, like almost fucking like owling her head away from me completely, right? Get to the end of it. I said to her, right, well, I wasn't quite happy with that. Should we get, can we do another one? And she goes, can I just say something and don't get angry? And I go, yeah, all right. She goes, is there any way that I can do this with, without having to look directly at your face?
2: <laughs> oh, I love Lisa. <laughs> also, we should, we, we should throw into the mix at this time, right? Lisa is a drama teacher, right? Yeah, she is. So, so Lisa knows her, her minerals. It? Lisa, Lisa, by the way, has got more knowledge of auditions and knowledge of script reading
1: and how a script works in either me or you. Correct, correct, right? So she goes to me, I'm really sorry, but I don't think I can look at you while you're doing that accent and not start laughing. And she goes, and then I can't, I'm struggling to give the lines back to you because I trying not to laugh. I said, well, this doesn't bode massively well. Uh, but, you know, it, is, it was a comedy, so this might be all right. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think the I don't think the comedy is supposed to come from the guy's accent being unconvincing. I I think that's a very fucking meta. You know, we're not doing a low, alo for Disney. Anyway. I um I do it again. And Lisa's at this point. So the we do the rest of the self text with Lisa faced completely. She's basically turned her chair away from wow. me. Right? So she's she's looking completely away from me. i do the rest of the thing. Then we do the British one, it's absolutely fine. Send it to the director. Um Because at this point, I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking, I've still, you know, I think what what I'm thinking what's going to happen is, is that they're going to go, let's get him to do the British one. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it makes sense, right? So I sent it to her. She goes, yeah, I definitely think we should go with it. I, I love the British one loads more. Let's do the British one, right? So I go, okay. Anyway, it turns out, and she didn't say this to me, but she sent me quite a long, detailed email about it. Whatever I did in the American one was so deeply unconvincing that I'd managed to negotiate my way out of a dead cert booking. Wow. I was a shoo-in, right? All they wanted was a chat to see if I was up for it. And from that point of having a definite job offer, I'd managed to be so shit that I'd managed to de-hire myself for that wow. job. No, but also you weren't
2: that shit as English one. It was American one that was intolerable.
1: Yeah, I guess it was like if they'd watched the American one first, that, that you're, then your first impression is so fucking yeah, tarnished. You're not bringing it back from there. You can't.
2: The thing of trying to do it, because Catherine's really support, like really, she genuinely is incredible when it comes to yeah. stuff like that shit, and really helpful when it comes to learning, you know, like just help, you know, helping with bits. But a couple of years ago, um, uh, is it Mindhunter or something? Have you seen the Netflix mm. show when it's all about the serial killers? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you know the guy Kempner in that, the big guy?
1: I don't know the character, but I know of the show, but yeah.
2: So I, I'd auditioned a couple of times for that. Like They, they liked what they'd seen. I did a tape. <laughs> So I spent like three weeks. I was like, you know what? I'm really gonna fucking. I'd, I'd I'd sort of looked into how like you know like people that I respected, like Hardy or De Niro or you know Charlie Strohm was Charlie Strohm was executing this show. I looked into like how what their process was or Matthew McConaughey, whatever, of like becoming someone. When you're playing a real life person, yeah. So like you know, I read like how Charlie Theron, when she did Monster, how she. So I was like, yeah, you know, I was gonna read about a person. Fucking yeah, I watched all this fucking stuff about. How, like how he, you know, watch him move, like his movement, how he talks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Uh Spent ages on my laptop just talking as him, just sort of like down the lens and all that. Time came to do the thing, and exactly the same thing has happened to you with Lisa. I started doing it with Catherine, and and this was not a comedy by any means. And Catherine just started absolutely wetting herself. And, and, and I'd also done that thing of like going, right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. Learn it. And then when it comes, it comes to the day of, I want to do it the, the day before. So otherwise what's going to happen is if I do it before the deadline, what I always think, if you do it sort of a week before and send it off, you're going, oh, I've, got, I've had a week where I could have really fucking made that better. But if I really train up to that moment and she just couldn't get her shit together, and it was like I'm like, look, you can't laugh in this. Like, at least with your one, if you're laughing at the background, they go, oh yeah, actually, maybe he's funny. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah, playing yeah. a serial killer who's describing how he's murdered, like fucking like a housewife in 1972, it's not the fucking thing. Yeah. You know, um,
1: I'd, and, I'd and, argue murdering a housewife in any year
2: is not is no, not no, funny. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, I mean 1972
2: specifically, yeah. um, but uh,
1: particularly unfunny. nineteen seventy you know, murders in the 70s were particularly unfunny. I thought, and
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> I genuinely. Then it's my agent, and he's like, Is there a way of getting the laughing out of the background? Oh, no. And I just knew that, yeah. You know, and when I watch the show now, I watch the guy, I mean, the guy's incredible, and you've got to make your peace that that might just not be your fucking You might not be able to just go into
1: that serious. Mate, I got into this thing where I started, I've started, I'm being, listen, I, I don't want to give a bad impression Lisa, particularly as she now listens to this podcast, but I, I, she's very supportive, and I love oh, her yeah, to yeah, bits. Yeah. I love you, Lisa, to bits. I, and often i'm asking you know in sort of in the evenings to do it after you've done it, you, you know so it's you know so i don't i don't want to i don't want to cast uh, any aspersions on her. but uh, i would say that it has got to the point where i'm so unkeen on getting onto self tape with me that i've start, i've actually taken to recording the other lines myself and just oh interrupting no, that's the, the worst recording thing you could whistle. do though <laughs> don't
2: <laughs> we could do them
1: together on zoom Oh, yeah, should we do that?
2: We should do it. Do I don't
1: think, listen, as much as I love you and as, and as comfortable as I'm with you, and I've I got to say, you know, half the reason that I have as much fun acting on King Gary is because it's such a relaxed atmosphere. I don't know if I'm comfortable enough with you. That would be a real test of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you to you know see what me we, out should, there what we trying could to do is
2: we could do some of our favourite scenes from films together. That's a great idea. And just do, like, pick, like, we do training day uh we do like a great idea
1: we should do you know we should start doing it at the end of these at the end of episodes we should do like a scene together just print it out yeah i'll be denzel washington you can be ethan hawke okay i'm not massively bothered by that it just it's the fact that you you've obviously already delineated that in your mind that's no but i'm gonna be more convincing alonso than you. you just said i I I could do anything
2: you literally like a few minutes yeah, ago but also mate if anything i've given you a chance here because ethan hawks the harder part you've got really fucking like he's vulnerable he's quite sort of pathetic apart from like two of them because alonzo's the cool one so in a way it's like i haven't really got a i'm probably actually almost playing myself in some ways
1: the the, the, the smile <laughs> that plays across your lips when you're about to put the boot in really is a thing of beauty you know that. <laughs> no i'm not being horrible i'm just
2: Look, what I'm saying to you is: look, what we could do is we'll do all right. We'll do training day. I'm Alonzo, you're Ethan Hawke, right? I can't remember the character's name now. Hoyt, Officer Hoyt, all right? That's you, yeah? yeah. And then we'll do. All right, I'll Although, you can we do, do
1: something from Back to the Future, please? Yeah, I'll be Marty McFly. Fine, I like Doc Brown. So, <laughs> yeah, you. Well, we could do this Doc scene Brown. where it, where I'm playing your mum back in 1955, and we get off Ooh. with each other. <laughs> <laughs> No, you. I tell you, who'd be, you'd be
2: amazing as Marty's dad, <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, uh. Beth. Uh, That's actually really good. Yeah, thanks, man. Would fly. Uh, <laughs> I love Back to the Future so fucking My favorite much. My favourite Back to the Future three. Okay, are you saying that to <laughs> piss me
2: off? You're saying I that to piss me off. I genuinely love that movie. I so. Well, I'm not saying that to be sure. Of. I genuinely love that film. I, I obviously love the first one. The second one, I could take or, take it or leave it.
1: Third one, I love.
2: Why is the third one the best for you? Number one, I love Cowboys. And also, I just think it's there's a weird quite thing a... to
1: say, just as a. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I love Cowboys, but also, I like the fact right, that it's... No, but it's also that, that feeling of like the end of Doc and Marty's adventures. Sure. Like there's something I find quite sweet about that moment where it all sort of. I mean, I think you, you mean you it. find
1: something sweet about the moment where Doc sort of doffs his hat as he travels off with his wife on the time traveling train? Yeah, I think mean? it's. I think it's lovely. Mm. I even now, and I'm holding it together. The bit is
2: like where Marty's like, "Where are you going now?" And he's like, "Well, we're probably going to go here, and then we're going to go there, and <laughs> well, it's been great adventure, and and all that sort of stuff." It's, I mean, I haven't did, seen it for a like,
1: Yeah, two things I would <laughs> say there. One, didn't really feel like you were desperately trying to hold yourself together or you are struggling there. And secondly, it's quite clear you absolutely got no idea how that scene goes. No, I haven't seen the film for like fifteen years. You can't. So why
2: go into quote it? No, just in case anyone here, anyone listening, hasn't seen the film.
1: That it doesn't know the end no, but you can't start going into the fucking scene at what point during that sentence did you realize oh i don't know any of the words from this fucking scene at all
2: it's honestly one of the most beautiful scenes in film history i think what an, in- what an incredible thing <laughs> right to say. that and the uh ending of um episode what uh series what um series one <laughs> film <laughs> one where well, we're going we don't need. we don't roads. need roads that's so cool, isn't it?
1: Oh God, I love it. Back to the Future One, great. Back to the Future Two, great. Back to the Future Three, great. It's a great trilogy. Those, I, I always
2: think, sort of, you know, The only one, obviously, Godfather Three is Bobbins, but you know, Star Wars. The original Star Wars Three was great. That's why I left you, it. You don't, don't, don't talk
1: about Star Wars, man. <laughs> Please don't talk about Star Wars. What about Indiana Jones? Third one's great. Do you know what? So do you know? So the third one is great. But let me tell you this. Did you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah. Right, so at the end of that, spoiler alert, if you haven't fucking watched it, I mean, I, I shouldn't have to give a spoiler alert at this stage. It's aliens, right? It's an alien civilization. right? And I remember sitting there going, this is a bunch of bullshit. Everyone said that this is a bunch of bullshit, yeah. right? Except we all love The Last Crusade. And in The Last Crusade, it's one of the fucking knights that's been it's sat more in. realistic, mate. What, how can that be more realistic than Aliens? Because, because
2: look, I, we've dabbled with religion probably quite a lot in this episode more than we usually would with the story earlier, but no, I knew, you which, know, I knew which
1: story you were referring to. Yeah, yeah. So, but You're also about the John we the, the Baptist thing. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. yeah okay. We <laughs> We knew. We know that those soldiers of the lost ark that they you know, they're in the Bible somewhere, right? So there's more evidence that they were around because of the Bible
1: than aliens. Okay, I, I don't want to get into a debate now. Like we're what an hour into this, and you're now starting a debate about existence of aliens versus the existence of God. That's not my thing. My, my, my I'm debating. What I'm debating is, has a man been in a cave for that whole amount of time? Yes, because he drank the magic juice without what taking a shit or a piss anywhere. He I got, mean, mate, he obviously what was had a shit. He had a little toilet in a cave at the back, probably. I just, I can't imagine what that cave would yeah. smell like. <laughs> how, how can Indiana Jones be expected to to focus on what fucking chalice to drink from? when it just is absolutely minging in there. But that's a good thing to sort of finish
2: on in a way. It's like, I mean, I know we often, all, all roads lead to Rome with us, but do you ever watch films and think, when, when have they even been to the toilet?
1: Especially Indiana Jones. Yeah, I, I do. I remember watching the Jungle Book and wondering how smelly that little sort of loincloth must be. <laughs> The
2: Jungle Book, out of all of them, I've never thought about because that is—you just go. He's probably just gone in the jungle. No, but
1: I'm talking about that. I'm, I'm, you know, does he launder that? I probably watch it. They washes it like when you wash stuff in the river, it all clean. It's yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, what one of the things actually talking about that is Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian, somebody refers to going to the bathroom or wanting to go to the toilet. and I'm pretty sure it's the first time ever that sort of anything like that is ever referred to. In the Star Wars universe. I mean, if anyone knows, you'd know. Okay, I know that was an insult. That's a massively that's a compliment. But what I, one thing you love is Star Wars. But the thing is, it sort of raised more questions than it answered really because then I started thinking, well, we don't, you know, if you're if you're in a bar in the Star Wars, like what what urinal do you have? But also, I just you know, I just thought of. I was, oh God, I just God. thought
2: of this is the least sexiest thing that we we'll ever say to Lisa <laughs> is that her coming in going oh Rom, um, I'm going to put dinner on what are you up to oh, no just a curious thing really yeah huh? I thought earlier today that uh, I'd never really noticed anyone mentioning going to the lavatory in the uh, Star Wars films, or within the whole of the stressosphere <laughs> of Star Wars. I've gone back to
1: watch them all from the beginning to see if anyone. This is this is the, this is the worst conversation I could have with Lisa. She comes in. What you been up to? Uh, well, I, I was watching <laughs> Star Wars and. And they mentioned going to the toilet and I'll be honest with you, for me it raised more questions uh, than it answered, really. You know, what kind of urinal do they have in there? How do they know that all of all of the different species would take a piss in the same way? Or even if they do piss. The door closes and a car yeah. speeds right? away. Lisa, 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 before you go, uh, I got to, we've got to do a self-tape. There's a toilet attendant in fucking on off. <laughs> Right, it's time to go. We we normally get to at least one email, but we've sort of digressed and uh, chatted yeah. so much. Um, I would say, look, you know, I, I, I know we haven't got into the habit of, of of reviewing our episodes as we record them, but I would say, you know, it was, uh, I hope it gave you an interesting insight into...
2: I think this is a more liked... gentile
1: one, maybe. It was a gentile one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also what I always like to describe as a peek behind the curtain. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, Tom, can you uh in your own inimitable way, uh, take us out of this episode? Talking, talking,
2: talking, happy talk. Talk about the things you'd like to do. You've got to have a dream if you don't have a dream. How are you gonna have a dream come true? That's South Pacific, one of my favorite musicals. But it's funny when you make your stand in life and wonder who you're gonna be. You know, are you gonna be a strong person or a weak person or fragrant or fertile. The truth of the matter is acting is a thing that we do. We stand up as the lights shine upon us, whether they're on stage or on screen, and we try and portray something we're not. But the most important thing of acting isn't to portray the things we're not to give a convincing performance. It's to use the things within and mold them into a different person. To make it believable, so it doesn't matter if you're an Ewok just in the background, or a uh, one of uh, the Godfather's uh, hitmen who doesn't really have a name, or maybe you are a busboy on a bus in Back to the Future. The truth of the matter is, there's no small performances, just people who put the ilk into the scene to make it grand go forth act your way and remember
1: life is a movie perform my friend um i lost count of the number of corners you painted yourself into with that little one that time yeah i don't i don't i don't know how many times i have to tell you not to talk about star wars but you insist and you keep fucking up it's not ewok Okay, it's Ewok. <laughs> Ewoks do sound better, though. I'm probably don't, in my, mate, in my head. Mate, don't fucking... I've got
2: Ethan Hawke and Ewoks in my head, so... Okay, so but I'm that kidding. doesn't
1: excuse Yeah, what you said. So. Yeah. Well, um, anyway... Listen, no. guys, my voice has got this... Sorry, i just sort of... You are quite a sexy close way it? about you let's today. Close, let's close it out <laughs> like this. This has been The, the Wolf and the Owl. Taking you another journey God through God bless chit-chat. Take care. See you next time. Probably Friday for the bonus episode. Peace out. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod.com at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.